this episode of Esports Connected. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten, and I have a special guest today, Mark Bichardi. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure. For those of you that are listening out there, Mark's the founder and CEO of Game Elevate. He has had a long, successful career in the field of real estate finance. He's built several teams as an independent business owner, and as part of a larger national organization, he is now bringing the same expertise in a team-building field of esports. A passionate gamer at heart, Mark played chess in high school and participated in high-ranked tournaments in Boston, New York, and Philly. Mark also has two sons that are avid gamers. He has had a passion for esports from a very young age and believe that his competitive spirit will help him <laughs> put himself on the map here. His continued growth and academic credentials include a bachelor's in electrical engineering and computer science from the University of Massachusetts, and he's completed his postgraduate studies and obtaining an MBA from Wharton School of Business. You've had a, quite a career. <laughs> I have had a pretty long career, yes, I would agree. Oh my gosh, so what keeps you inspired? Well, um, I'm just uh, really passionate about this. I've always been interested in gaming, as as you mentioned from the from the get go. Back then, there wasn't a thing called video games. There weren't actually computers. So uh, I think there were computers because they were built in the 50s, but they weren't anything like that you could game with. Um, but uh, it's always been in my background, but it wasn't anything I, could, I thought I could make a business out of or, or do anything with. I got into real estate because real estate is always around and everybody needs real estate. But my passion, my my underlying passion has always been uh, gaming and esports. And when my own kids got into it, I'm like, okay, it looks like it's coming to the fore. And then obviously with the pandemic and everything, everybody being cooped up in the house, esports and just gaming in general just grew phenomenally. So I thought it was a good time to jump in. This is going to be a really interesting show. Mark's going to share a lot about crowdfunding mm -hmm. and we're going to get to that. But before we start, I do want to share with you, Mark, that I grew up with all brothers mm -hmm. and we grew up playing chess. I don't remember learning. That is how good of a chess player I am. Wow. <laughs> kind of like, yes, I think I, I think I, I think I played chess before I spoke. <laughs> oh my God, that's great! I didn't know that about you. We'll have to play some chess then. Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, I would love to. And I know that you're also a chess master. And that I was. I was. Okay, we still have your rank. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a FIDE rating and everything like that way back then. I don't even know if it's active right now. I'm very much into chess, but, you know, on the esports side, things are so fast-paced when you play that chess is kind of like you just sit there and sit there and sit there. So I've gravitated, interestingly, towards what's called bullet chess, which is where you have only a minute for the entire... You probably know because you're a chess player. Love that. I Me just can yeah, I just like boom, 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 boom. And uh, online, you can play uh, chess.com or Lee Chess or all these great venues now that we didn't have before. It's just so much fun. It is. I'm I'm so excited that gaming is, I, I almost want to say it's like back. I grew up, you know, gaming. If I wanted okay. to play with anyone, I it was a game. And, you know, chess was more advanced and more strategic. And we've I've seen games last years. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Chess has lasted for 2,500 years or more. So yeah, games are lasting a lot longer these days. And even the games that people played way back when are still making a comeback and they're still around. So I just think this is a good time to be in the esports and gaming field. I think your organization is doing a fantastic job really bringing people together, all the events that you have. Uh, you know, the pandemic has put a little crink in our style in terms of getting together, but I know that you and I are going to go to another event just next week uh, in Vegas, and you've had events in Chicago. People are starting to really get out there again. So this is this is really a great time to be here, and you guys have done a fantastic job. Thank you so much. And, you know, one of the reasons I love this association is um, it, it, it's just a reminder to play. And I always say people that play together stay together. So you know, it's great, great to That's hear great. that you your kids are being born and raised playing. What are some of your favorite activities there at the at, at your house? Well, I mean, besides gaming or gaming wise? Yeah, yeah. Which games? Who's playing? Oh, so um so both my kids started out when they were younger with Fortnite, right? And I had no idea because I was a chess player and I, I also played World of, World of Warcraft with my wife. Um, and, and Fortnite is very much a shooter action FPS and very fast paced. Um, and they were both really good at it because kids have these great reflexes. And I got a little bit offended, to be honest with you. I'm like, this is not right. I am the original gamer in this family. I will learn this game and I will kick your butts. So I actually got on this mission on my off time from my job to learn the game. They're like, dad, you really suck. But um, <laughs> I got better and better and better. And then uh, I finally found a group because uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a squad and you play with people. I found a group that's uh, called Fortnite Over 40. So these are players that are older. Yeah. And we have some 30 year olds, we have some 20 year olds, but it's generally like you're not playing with, with 12, 13, 15 year old kids. And we have such a fun time. So I am the Fortnite player now. They have all transitioned. One of my kids plays Call of Duty. The other one is a huge Overwatch player. He could have turned pro, actually. He was playing with some pro players. So everybody's playing different things in our house, but uh, we're all gaming. And we don't have that strict parent rule like, you shall not game, which I know a lot of households still have because we're all into it ourselves. And our kids are doing great in school. So it hasn't hurt them. They're all, I just got the report card. They're all A's and B's and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you can game if you want to, as long as your grades are good, maybe it's helping you guys. So we're of that sure. opinion. I, I mean, I, I just don't think like even me, I don't play enough. I was challenged to a game the other day and I, boy, I need to get back into my groove. I was in a event, a Microsoft, Lenovo, what was uh -huh. it? Uh, can't even remember where I was last week, but I I, I found myself in, in a competition and uh, needing to practice a little bit myself. So <laughs> yeah, work takes away from, you know, I kind of tell my wife, I'm kind of working while I'm gaming, but yeah, uh, you just can't keep up with kids who have a lot of times on their hand and we have to actually like, you know, work, work. So it's harder for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So this is going to be a great show. And as I said, we're going to talk about crowdfunding and, and yeah. I'd love to make this like a part one of, you know, getting through the crowdfunding approval process. People have so many questions, including myself. Mm -hmm. And well, what um, I think is really interesting about you is, you know, you went from engineer 
to MBA. And, you know, it just brings a really great uh, right and left brain, uh, you know, getting through the processes, the systems, and then getting in front of the investor and getting your funding, which I would imagine was the first way you funded Game Elevate was investment. So now phase two, you're, you're going uh, um, the crowdfunding route. Is that correct? Well, let me, let me, let me uh, uh, just mention how we're doing it. So basically right in real estate, I've, I, I, most of my career was in real estate. So, uh, you know, I, it started tough and then I did better and better and better. And then I moved up to, into, into executive spots within a large publicly traded company you know, stock options, all that. So I, I had some capital myself where I didn't need to go out to investors. So the oh. seed funding for my company came okay. from the person you're looking at, me. Um, so I did it and I built it because I wanted to show something before I went out to investors. Uh, I didn't want to go out and say, I had this great idea. I wanted to actually build something and I had the capital to do it. Um, and the pandemic gave me a lot of time. So I actually took my money, took my um, enthusiasm for this sector, basically. And I just said, I am going for it. And I've done that all my life. I just go for it. Um, so I did, and I built the company. And now I'm at the stage where I'm actually going actively after investors, crowdfunding investors, angel investors, all kinds of investors. So I'm just starting that journey, but I built what I wanted to build. Okay. So when did you decide that you wanted to raise outside capital? Very good question. I decided I want to raise outside capital, actually, when I started the company, but I realized I wasn't ready to raise outside capital. So I waited until the product was built. So I would say right around this year, 2022, as we're speaking, I started right around the May, April, May, June type of area, getting really into it, building pitch decks, having my team, you know, uh, edit the pitch decks and, and look at different ways of how we should be raising capital. So around that time frame. Okay. Okay. So then how did you get into start engine initially? Uh, how did you get acquainted question. there? Yeah. Great question. So one of the things I actually, when I was starting a business, I was looking at, okay, I have some capital, but it ain't going to go like the whole nine yards. Like I got to do right. this. So I started reading some books and I read this great book about, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know the name, but it was about crowdfunding. And he was talking about the differences between venture capital and crowdfunding. And I, and I, and I realized that, hey, venture or crowdfunding is a really great way, especially in our uh, industry, uh, the esports and gaming industry, because we have so many enthusiastic and passionate people in it yeah. compared to, let's say, a utility company. I mean, you can get passionate about utilities, but it's a lot, there's a lot more passion here, you know? So I was like, yeah, I think crowdfunding would be interesting uh, and because at first I was only thinking of venture capital, to be honest with you, or angel investors. Sure. So then I started checking into it and then I, I started going uh, and I told my team, like, let's, let's take a look at this. So we started like trying to get a list of, okay, how does crowdfunding work? Who's, who are the crowd funders at all? Yeah. Like, I didn't know. So I had to find a list of crowdfunders because there's only a select few that the SEC has approved in the United States per regulations to be able to do reg CF, reg crowdfunding. And then we found a list and we thought, okay, now that we have the list, what do we do? And right. I thought, we need to contact them. So yeah. we started contacting them. And lo and behold, they were interested to at least talk to us. So we got into a lot of conversations with these different crowdfunding platforms. They all felt, and I'll be honest with you, that we weren't quite 
we were like building something, but we weren't quite there yet. So we got a lot of what we call rejection. We got a lot of no's maybe. So it was kind of like, oh, that's sad. But we were- oh, Wait, we hold on. Mm -hmm. So first off, how many, how many were on the list that you gathered um, that were legit? That were legit, good question. I believe there's 12, uh, okay. 12 companies, but we only contacted the top four or five. I, I okay. So you got around four ish. Yes. Notes. Okay. All right. Four to five. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And how long did the application take? Well, it wasn't, let me think, it wasn't an application. It was an initial uh, dialogue where we contacted them and then they had the representative contact us and say, okay, what's your company all about and all of that. Right. And I think some of them, maybe we did send a pitch deck or we did fill out an online form or something. Right. It wasn't that, to be honest with you, the first part wasn't that difficult. It was more kind of like you and I are talking right now. Yeah. That's what, uh, you know, other founders within us, if they wanted to do this, it would just be a conversation. Like, what is your business? What's right. your background? So kind of super like, easy. Like, super quick easy. form, super. like within 24 hours, you're in a conversation. Yeah. And what okay, you've love done it. at that point is, like what we've done is we've built relationships, even though it's a no, even though later on it became a no, sure. we built somebody that were, that, you know, that knows me face to face, that, that yes. knows our businesses. We're not ready right now. So that's what happened, basically. And that and that's a journey. You know, you can yes. go on, on a raise and, and, you know, you want that relationship to be, I mean, the world is small and every relationship matters and it's a journey, which is why the show is so important that, you know, here, you know, you're going to tell us your process. So, so you met four to five legitimate, the Absolutely. top five, mm -hmm. you enjoyed every single conversation and yes. every single process, but you were hearing a theme. You yes. were hearing you might not be ready. Okay. So then yes. what? You, you don't have enough traction, you know, we were pre-revenue, um, you, you know, all these, all these things, uh, we're not, we're not sure about this industry, we're, we're not quite there yet, you're not quite there, just a lot of different sure. reasons uh, why, you know, they felt that, that we weren't right for them. So we kind of said, okay, you know, tough luck, but, but thank you for the time, you know, we're very yeah. cordial, and, and I would sure. recommend that to everybody that's listening to this really don't take the nose as rejection in, in life, but 100%. be very, very cordial. Um, and, and even if somebody gives you some critique on your business yeah. or that, take it with, with thank you uh, for helping me. Maybe this was my blind spot and I didn't see that. So we did a lot of that. And I think okay. that was very helpful, Mike, to be honest with you, because they're like, all right, he's a nice guy. Like, you know, he's really trying. Yeah. They're, they're really trying to build something in, in this space. And uh, good luck, guys. See ya. So that was that. And um, we just continued humming along. We were building a, a database. I think I've talked to you about that of, of esports professionals, teams, organizations, which we call GMBT Hub, in addition to uh, our regular uh, journalistic media side, where we write articles about what's going on in the business and the right. tournaments, players, all that kind of stuff. So we were, we were building our prototype here. And then um, lo and behold, uh, we were kind of staying in touch with these crowdfunding platforms. And one of them reached out to us and said, we're getting more interested in this sector and we want to restart that conversation we had with you like six months ago. Don't like, you love those calls? <laughs> I do. I Me was kind of like, but you know, honestly, I was kind of like, uh, 
nothing's really changed. Like we've built more, but we haven't like, you know, went and gone, you know, billions of dollars of, of yeah. uh, investments or, or, you know, revenues or whatever. So are you, I was kind of like a little bit like, okay, I mean, I'm ready to talk, but I don't, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't believe this, you know? Like, yeah. I was a little bit like, okay, but I'm like, I want to specify to you that we have not changed anything since we last talked, other than just keeping improving our page views and traction and building this other thing that we're building and all that. He's like, no, 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 we're really serious. We've, we've had a change of heart. We want to actually encourage more issuers to place with us. We like your industry, frankly, and they, he gave me a couple of industries. If you were in this industry, this industry, or this industry, we wouldn't be talking to you. But in this particular industry, we're seeing some success that other people are having, and we'd like to continue. So I said, I'm always game. Let's continue, but not believing it really. So okay. I just went forward. And this okay. was a start engine, by the way. This, and by the way, one of the things that I will say is the founder of Start Engine, his name is Howard Marks. He founded Activision. So he was the founder of Activision. So he already has a gaming background. Now sure. on Start Engine, they have a lot of different people. I and mean, it's not just a gaming platform at all by any means. There's very few. Right. But I think he understands that thing and, and maybe somehow it got conveyed to the rest of the team that maybe this is a sector we'll be interested in looking at again, you know, something like that. I don't know what happened, but they all of a sudden said our compliance team wants to really dig into your company a little bit deeper. And that's okay. That's so then, so, so now how do you go about like preparing financials? I would imagine like uh, that's the next thing they want to see. Yes, absolutely true. They're like, all right, we're interested. We want to do that. So what they, what I said is uh, financials, like we're, you know, the financials is I'm putting money in and that's <laughs> it. So he's like, well, you, you really per regulations need to have uh, either a review by an accountant or a full on audit by an accountant. Okay. And there's two different things. Uh, crowdfunding was until I believe last year, the year before last up to $1 million, 1 million, like 27 or something like that. Then they wanted to encourage, they saw that it was successful. So they wanted to encourage more. So they said they raised the limit up to $5 million that you can raise on crowdfunding. Okay. Kind of cool, right? Everybody's That's like, super oh, cool. This is like a real thing now. Like before yeah. 1 million VCs are like, yeah, whatever. Now they're like, whoa, they're going to raise up to 5 million. But if you want to raise up to 5 million, you have to have a full audit of all your financials with receipts, this, that, everything from the yeah. accountancy, which can get very expensive. Sure. However, if you go up to 1 million, then you only need what's called a quote unquote review, which is a lot less expensive than a yeah. full audit. So, so is the, does the review have to be purchased by the the company that you're going yeah. with by the okay. way just for terminology's sake in that world what they call the company is the issuer so yes. okay the issuer yes. so how much is a typical the issuer review yeah so what we paid was in the two grand range 1500 to maybe 2500 range i think not bad but you're not a bad. You have a finance background, so you yeah. were probably, it was probably pretty organized. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, all our ledgers and everything were, were and I had a company, because uh, I looked at uh, Y Combinator out of San, San Francisco for, they, they do startups and all that, and they had recommended a company called Pilot, which uh, does 
uh, accountants. I know Pilot. You know Pilot, yeah. yeah. So I, I had hooked up with them and they had done all my numbers. So it was really easy for them to get it on uh, QuickBooks. Yeah. And we just sent it over to the accountant. And Great company. There. So it was, good it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, so that means you're in the million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you're only going for the million. Yeah, because the- I figured, why don't you start, you know, let's not, let's, let's start. And then if we're successful, we can then spend the 15K to 25,000 for a full-on audit. So I didn't want to spend that. I'd rather spend that on the business than, sure. on, you know, that's why. So tell me about the million for listeners out there. Mm-hmm. You have to pay the million back. No. What do you mean you have to pay the million back? Well, I just want everybody to know that this is crowdfunding and this is like, yeah. No, you keep the million. I mean, you keep it for your business and unlike venture capital where they may come in and dictate where you spend the money or no, we don't feel, because they'll they'll have board members and the board will kind of guide. With crowdfunding, you as the owner or the founder of the company are will determine how to best use the funds for your own business. So that's one of the big differences. And that's it. What do they get by choosing you and giving you a million? Well, so so nobody, no one person's given us a million. People are giving us the crowd. Right. Giving, so so one person's giving like five hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, a thousand dollars, maybe ten thousand, maybe twenty thousand. But so once everybody gives us a million, what they get is shares in our company. And if our company does well, which is the hope for them and for us then the shares will grow in value. And then, and then the ultimate goal is, you know, we get more funding from, from, you know, bigger VCs or whatever, or we sell to, let's say a a larger organization, Netflix is getting into gaming, Amazon is getting into gaming, all these different companies want to have different parts in the esports gaming scene, or you go IPO. So these early crowdfunding investors will see that little investment that they made mushroom into a much bigger Exactly. That's what they tell us, you know, for the listeners out there that because there's a lot of people that have ideas (laughs) that haven't been done in this industry. (laughs) Want to share a couple of great stories about crowdfunding that have, you know, been awesome success stories. Yeah, I think a lot of the early crowdfunding was Kickstarter and Diego, and those were for products that did really, really well. So I know there's a lot of stories that people probably have in mind there. I think uh, Bird was one of them where they have the scooters and all of that. But the right now, the only ones that I really know of in our in like my space is a company called Boxable that's doing really really well. They've raised a ton. And what they do is, again, it's in my it's in my former field, the real estate. They build the box. They build a box of the house or the real estate in a, in a plant, and then they come and assemble it. And instead of going through all these different things that takes forever, you have your ready built structure like in a very very short span of time because it's already pre built in the manufacturing process. So that company's done really, really, really well uh, in, in, in their crowdfunding and they're just doing phenomenally, basically. 
building a home thinking out of the box. Literally. That's a tagline. There you go. That's a great tagline. Well, I, you know, so I just want, you know, our listeners to understand. So you would give a percentage of your company for a million dollars, but that million is shares that the crowd actually gets to own those Correct. shares. Correct. So it's everybody's company, like a publicly traded company. Yes. I mean, what a fun route because then you have all these people supporting you, which is so perfect because you're a media company. So where are they going to get their news? Where are they going to get their media? Why are they going to, you know, they're going to support you while you're continuing to provide the media and everything that you do. Um, so it's a win-win, which is what I love about crowdfunding. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, how, how do you, okay. So, so you're with Start Engine. Is that correct? Yes, we're, we're starting now. I, I will mention the other two big ones that are really good companies as well. Uh, Republic and WeFunder. Those are the, the three biggies uh, okay. in that space. Seed Invest is another one. But just yesterday, news came out that Start Engine bought Seed Invest. So Start Engine mm-hmm. just grew even them, yeah. more. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's a couple of other. And then I mentioned the, the product crowdfunding ones as well kickstarter in diego I, I don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right but in diego and kickstarter would be for specific like if you have an idea of, of this gadget you know you would yeah. probably go there so we want to keep this phase one um a, a kind of like a webinar style podcast so we don't want to get too deep into next steps but mm-hmm. tell us um so you chose start engine you're partnering yes. with them when does this start Great, great question. So we have already launched our Start Engine campaign and we would encourage you, uh, I, I'm not sure if maybe we'll have a little link to, to whatever, but we it's really easy to start engine slash game elevate. Uh, and that would be our page. So if we could link that, that'd be great. And we would encourage uh, people, the minimum investment amount, and we, we're allowed to say this is 200 and I believe $40. So it's not like you have to invest $10,000. And we would encourage people who want to do this to go ahead and invest, especially if you're into the esports area, go and invest. And then if you want to invest more, you know, obviously we wouldn't stop you, but at least it'll give you a chance to see how the platform works and all that. So that's our Start Engine campaign page. We just started, we just launched. And what we've done is we've hired a marketing company that's been recommended by Start Engine. And actually the, the reason that we picked them is because they did one of the largest crowdfunding campaigns on Start Engine to date with a company called that I mentioned before, Boxable. So if they were so successful, I'm like, okay, if they did such a good job over there, why don't we kind of use them? So we've used a marketing company to do that. We also have another company that's helping us uh, reach out to our connections in LinkedIn or build connections with crowdfunding investors and VCs. We're agnostic in terms of raising funds. So we will go with crowdfunding, but we're also going with with angel investors, uh, venture capitals and the whole nine yards. I really like that they've thought through and offered support. So they give you support, getting your financials together on whatever level. They give you two options on, do you want to raise a million? Do you want to raise 5 million? How do you decide how much your company to offer? Oh, so they have, this was the difficult part, to be honest with you. And I'll, I'll, I want founders to know about this. Um, so like you said, I have a finance background, Wharton MBA, blah, 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 blah. But in Wharton, they didn't teach you how to do 
valuation of startups. It was more about large companies and, you know, like this company wants to get in this strategic sector. So I had no clue how to value a startup and it's a art. And I think people throw out numbers and all that, but you have to kind of put a value on your own startup. And yeah. then based on that value, you will give a portion of your company to this campaign. You right. obviously, as a founder, want to own the majority of the shares. You're not going to give everything away, but you also want to have some available maybe for your employees, staff, yeah. and maybe you want some for, uh, you want a larger portion available for other investment options, such as right. or all. So, you, so there's this whole dance that you have to look at in terms of what the value is, how many shares you have, and then what you're going to do for the crowdfunding. They helped us, to be quite honest. It wasn't easy. I had to go through back and forth, back and forth, like your valuation sounds really high. Well, now you didn't put this in or didn't do that. And there's, and I shouldn't say a million, but many ways to value a startup. For sure. Most revenue. So it's, I it's mean, not easy. Oh, it, like nobody ever, I mean, boy, I mean, overvaluing, undervaluing, it's so personal. So did you hire a firm to help you with that? No, I went and did it myself. I okay. felt that the people at Start Engine were very helpful to be quite That's amazing for me. There was, what's interesting is there was a, uh, I don't want to say the word conflict. I'll use the word friction. Uh, friction is a better word. Between yeah. Start Engine and Start Engine, where sure. we do the valuation, where they have yeah. what's called a compliance team, and then they have the the uh, uh, campaign manager or this onboarding team or whatever, or the sales, you know. So you have two groups of people, and 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 I was in the middle trying to do my valuation. Sure. I'm like, guys, help me out! And they're like, yeah. well, you can do this, 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 and then they're like, no, 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 you can only do this. So I'm like, well, you guys told me to do that, and now you guys are telling me that that's not right. So they were like, uh, kind of. It was it was very like business and professional like, but they were sure. going at it until we came to a final conclusion and everybody was happy. So let's put it that way. I didn't go to an outside firm to answer your question. And if you would have, did they quote you or did they have somebody for that as well? No, no, they didn't. They didn't actually tell me that because startups. It's just I, I don't know that that an outside. I guess you could. You just you just work with the crowdfunding platform yourself. Even when okay. you go to VCs, everybody has their own method. Um, maybe there's I, I don't want to I don't want to lead people astray. Maybe there's a great company that does valuations for startups, and I don't know about it. But I didn't I know to- I know some great companies oh, you do. that do. Oh yeah, okay. so there's there's a great company out of Texas that actually oh. does them for Shark Tank, okay. and then we have some member companies that do valuations. Wow, I, mean, I wish I knew that. Oh, I, yes. Well, you're not watching all my shows. I'm then. not. I <laughs> doing my crowdfunding. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah. I will share that. It's it's really important to have someone that is very reputable to guide you through your valuation. Because, I mean, who hasn't seen Shark Tank where some people get on and they're, you know, you, you know, it, it is, it's personal. So, so sometimes what you mentioned earlier, there's those blind spots, but you don't Can see. I turn this interview around and ask you a question. Are you going to be providing links? Because it would be great if the audience that's listening to this and even myself had links to these valuation companies. For oh, for sure. Months. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how this gets uh, done, but the links would be great to these. Yeah. Other yeah. And I'd be happy to share an active member that we have is Technos and Associates, Rohan Bose. He's been on okay. the show. 
He is a, a loyal member of the Esports Trade Association. Volunteers, they're um, sponsors. He's amazing. He actually did do work for some of the Shark Tank contestants or, you know, people that were looking for funding. Just an amazing impressive. character. And they help you with getting your books prepared. And, uh, you know, it's a, pro it's a process, a good, a good valuation with books and stuff. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to give a quote, but you know, if, if anybody wanted to DM me, I would be happy to make the introduction. They are tried and true and trusted. That's um, great. Yeah. My you know what? They'll, they'll probably be at the, con they never miss one of our conferences. Rohan serves on our membership committee. Ah. Just a great, great guy. Rohan Bose. That's great to know. And thank you for that. Because we were, we had a, a bookkeeping company, an accounting yeah. company, but we didn't have a valuation company. So we maybe, maybe it would have been less friction if, if we had somebody like Rowan. Well, you know, exactly what you said. It's very personal. And that's why I wanted to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And that's where people get tripped up on Shark Tank. They really yeah, do. True. True, true. Uh-huh. The ones so that helps. do it themselves. So I could just see your cheeks getting red when I asked you the question. <laughs> it's true. But I, you know what? I think like what I respect about you, Mark, and the reason why I wanted to do this show and I want to do it in a series is that you enjoy the journey. Because mm -hmm. really there is no end. I mean, right. everybody actually should have an exit strategy. What's our exit strategy to, to have a great life and to leave a legacy? But we should be what? Walking through life, you know, really creating an incredible experience for ourselves and who's around us and how we can add value. So what did you like most about the journey? And I know you're still on it, but what, what was the real uh, lesson so far uh, that you've learned? I would say... Um, uh, the lesson learned is that even though uh, you may be down and out and people say no to you, it doesn't mean that your dream has to end. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Rocky getting beat up and he keeps getting up and even though his face is bashed in, but at some point he becomes the champion, you know? So just, you know, the, we got a bunch of no's and you will get a bunch of no's in your life. All of us get a bunch of no's in our lives, but that one yes could turn into something pretty cool. So you just, that's the lesson learned is, is, you know, maintain cordial and good relationships and people will come back to you. Maybe it'll take a year, maybe it'll take six months, maybe it'll take five years, maybe it'll take two months, but just keep going. Yes. So the campaign launched and yes. it's, can you share it with us again? Of course, we'll share the link. On the yeah, show. it's it's just, it's really easy. I didn't believe they could make it, but I, I'm sure they thought through it. So it's just startengine.com, startengine is one word.com backslash game elevate. And game elevate is with one E. So we kind of put the, we, we wanted to say elevate your game. So if you put game and then elevate, it would be gamey kind of. So we just yeah. bashed it together. So it's just game elevate is the name of the company. And how long can you do the crowdfunding? Ah, there must be some question. sort of magic uh, length of time. Or Great question. So basically you can, you go for three months generally on the campaign. But from what I understand and what I've been told, many, 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 many companies extend that and they ask for an extension and they go for another three months or another six months or whatever. So you end your campaign at a certain date and then you go and say, we, we love this thing and we want to keep it going for our fans, for our investors, for everybody. And you extend it. All right. 
Well, that's really exciting. So tell us a little bit of what we can look forward to in part two. Okay, so in part two, so we just started. One of the things I, I did want to mention real quick is is also lessons learned. Um, oh sure. Please. In terms of uh, part one, and then and then that that kind of ties into your question about part two. So part two is going to be where I hope you come back to us and say, Mark, and this is in three months. How did you do? And what did you learn along the way? And then I can give you some more tidbits of for the listeners that are really like almost starting into this crowdfunding and say, now I have some more insights for you here. But the lessons learned was that you want to get your marketing and your uh, stuff done while you're in the process of, of applying, right? So what we did is we were an escort because whenever I had done my past companies, it was an escort because the profit or loss would flow through to my personal tax returns, and I just thought escort, and I did, and I incorporated in California because I'm in California. But it would have been better, and and I didn't do a lot of shares because in my old companies they said, "Here's your incorporation papers," blah 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 blah, and I just said, you know, I said whatever shares. I didn't think through the process that, oh, one day I'm going to go after a venture capitalist and I'm going to be crowdfunding and all that. So I should have a lot more shares available. I should be a C-corp. Only C-corps are acceptable. You can't be an LLC. You can't be an S-corp. So how you incorporate, and it's better. California is fine with Start Engine or some of these crowdfunding. But if you're going for bigger money, I had just a, a yesterday or the day before I got an email from somebody who says, Love your company, but sorry, can't help you because you're incorporated in California. We only do Delaware. So incorporating in Delaware is actually, uh, I would, if I were to look back and I did again, I would have been a C-Corp in Delaware, in Delaware with a ton of shares, as opposed to an S-Corp in California with very few shares. So I had to go through all these things um, with the IRS to change back to a C-Corp. I had to you know, do a resolution to increase the shares. I am not in Delaware. So there's a couple of things that I would have changed that I, I just want to impart that information to people. And I know a lot of your listeners already have companies that they've already done what I've done and just incorporated and had this many shares. But if you can think about that type of stuff. And then the second thing is, as I said previously, think about your marketing and who you're going to market to and your crowdfunding before you get started. Um, last thing I'll share is that our marketing company that did Boxwell, they're a great marketing company, but they ran into technical difficulties with both Facebook and Google, where we're trying to do some marketing with Pixel isn't like uh, working and Google needs to work with Start Engine to get the analytics up for to see. I'm like, dude, we launched, like, come on, man, let's go. And they're like, we have all these technical difficulties. So I would say, uh, before you hit that start button that you launched, have all these things ironed out and then hit launch. So you, when you actually launch, so I'm actually almost launching like last week, even though we launched like four weeks ago, uh, because of all these issues that we had, which is kind of painful, but that's the way it goes. So I'm trying to impart that knowledge to your audience. That's really generous of you. I mean, the whole show and the intention of the show um, really is what I appreciated when we spoke and why I thought it was so important to do this in a series is how much you really are committed to growing in community and sharing your company and the wonderful wisdom and everything that Game Elevate brings. Um, Absolutely. I, and I'd be happy to share, uh, you know, if anybody wants one-on-one -on -one, uh 
you know, just more information or whatever you can, I don't know how you do it, but you can link them to me and just say, you know, feel free. So I'm available. I am really busy because I'm trying to run a company and do investments and crowdfunding and go to trade shows and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, people that are part of Esta, I think is a great community. And I'd love to be able to connect with more people in Esta. I honestly think another lesson learned is I should have done more with Esta, but it's just, it just, you have so many things going on, but I'd love to get more involved. And you guys put on so many great shows and things that I have made a commitment to participating in more personally. Well, you're going to be our king of crowdfunding. We look <laughs> forward to, you know, following you with your journey and of course supporting you. And there we have it, listeners, for those of you that are interested in crowdfunding, feel free to reach out to Mark Bichardi of Game Elevate. And also if you're interested in owning part of his company, it can be, you know, as low as $250. And there you are, a proud owner of this incredible media company. And, you know, Start Engine is such an, I mean, who doesn't know Start Engine? Uh, what a what a great opportunity that you're sharing with our members. We'll look forward to catapulting this show. And maybe um, the next show we should do after we get back from our, our trip uh, over to Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, maybe even do a, a lunch, uh, a lunch and learn, um, you know, crowdfunding 101. It's I'm, just I'm open. I'll be there. So, <laughs> well, that that is very generous of you. Um, thank you for being on the show, Mark. And everyone out there, I'm I'm your host, Megan Van Patten. Thank you for listening to Esports Connected. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.